It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the standout over the next seven minutes or so, we're going to look back on a week where inflation hit a 40-year high, Russia continued its threats to Europe's largest nuclear plant, Donald Trump saw his accountant plead guilty to tax evasion, and we lost pop star Darius. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7 a.m. Labour leader Sakir Starmer was back from holidays on Monday and he wasted no time laying out a new plan which would see a freeze on energy bills this winter, setting the price cap at just below £2,000. The average household would save £1,000 and the total package would cost £29 billion. Speaking to the BBC, the Labour leader promised to cut the problem at the source and stop price increases. We're on the side of families who are really struggling and we would have that windfall tax and we would make sure these energy price increases do not go ahead in the autumn. But Paul Johnson from the Institute for Fiscal Studies isn't convinced. He suggested Labour's proposal to tackle energy bills provides big subsidies to lots of people who don't need it. Speaking to the BBC, he laid out the scale of the plan. Well, it's a very big uh, and very expensive plan, which the Labour Party themselves say would cost £30 billion over six months, and it would clearly be needed for quite a lot more than six months. So we're, we're looking at the same scale of support as we had through the furlough scheme through COVID. In the meantime, the cost of living just keeps on rising as the Consumer Price Index measure of inflation hit double digits on Wednesday. It's now at 10.1%, the highest in 40 years, while the Bank of England's target's just two. Price rises for essentials like bread and milk are driving the increase and adding to pressures on household budgets, but the government doesn't plan to do anything about it until the new Prime Minister's been picked. Minister Kit Malthouse defended that position, but insisted help would come from September. There's lots of work ongoing, uh, A, to get ourselves in shape, but B, to promote and push out the current support schemes, which are pretty huge by our standards. Wednesday night saw Ofgem board member Christina Farnish quit over the regulator's timeline to recover supplier costs from consumer bills this winter which she saw as unfair to customers. Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper, meanwhile, said she'd welcome an extension of the windfall tax on oil and gas companies to stop the situation getting even worse. Loads of families just cannot afford that. People are going to be pushed into debt, into poverty, unable to pay their bills, unable to put food on the table. And that's why the Bank of England has also been forecasting inflation rising even higher as a result. The Tory leadership race continued this week, although it certainly turned into a marathon rather than a sprint, with Liz Truss remaining strongly favoured by the bookies with a 93% chance of becoming the next PM. Liz and Rishi were on the road in Scotland on Tuesday visiting Perth for a Tory party hustings. They faced questions from Scottish voters and a sign outside which declared, Liz Truss is a fanny. <laughs> Liz was under particular pressure after an old recording was leaked to The Guardian from when Truss was Chief Secretary to the Treasury, where she complained about a fundamental issue of British working culture, saying workers lacked the skill and application of their foreign rivals. You say it's all Europe that's causing all these problems, it's all these migrants that are causing problems, and actually what needs to happen is to make a bit more 
be more graft. <laughs> and it's, it's not a popular message. I'm Rishi Sunak hasn't given up the battle, though, so what better way to win over the Tory party voters than to pop up on this morning and play the man of the people card? Well, it didn't go as well as he might have hoped as he struggled when asked about what he orders in McDonald's. So I get bacon roll with ketchup and the and the pancakes. Hash oh! Hash brown, though, hash no, brown. So I didn't yesterday, but if I'm with my daughters, then yeah. we get the wrap. Oh, my the girls like the My wrap. eldest daughter is all we get the wraps. If I'm with her, that wrap with the hash brown and everything in it is what we do. Alas, the internet was quick to point out those wraps were discontinued in March 2020, which was a very sad day in the East household. And as the cost of living crisis rolls on, people have, not unreasonably, been asking who's actually in charge at the moment. Boris appears to be on a semi-permanent holiday and there's no sign of government action on inflation, but Tory MP Mark Harper says it's not Boris's problem. He's effectively a caretaker Prime Minister. He's not able to make significant policy decisions um, because we've got to elect a new leader to make those big decisions. As Ukraine continues to launch long-range attacks on Russian bases, Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky has accused Moscow of nuclear blackmail by using Europe's largest atomic power plant as a base for its operations. Experts are warning of a potential nuclear catastrophe at Zaporizhia, where shelling has been taking place. In his nightly address, Zelensky warned of the consequences of a radiation incident, saying it would be a blow to the countries of the European Union and those further afield. If now the world lacks the strength and determination to protect one nuclear plant, it means that the world will lose. It loses to terrorists. Russia's Vladimir Putin, meanwhile, took aim at the West, using a speech at a Moscow conference to criticise the US for pumping the Kyiv regime with weaponry and trying to prolong the conflict. They need conflict to maintain their hegemony. That is why they prepared the fate of the people of Ukraine as cannon fodder. One year's passed since the Taliban entered Kabul unchallenged and took control of Afghanistan, transforming the lives of millions of people. A national holiday has been declared there and Taliban fighters have been parading the streets as they mark the anniversary. But the women and girls of the Middle Eastern nation don't have anything to celebrate. Former interpreter to the British Army, Ghani Jabakil, has described what the situation's like now in Afghanistan under the Taliban rule. Right now, my nephew, who is four years old, she went to school and the teachers told her not to come again to school because Taliban banned their schools. He is only four years old. And Lord Dannett says Home Secretary Priti Patel has nothing to be proud of. The former chief of the general staff expressed his disappointment in what he called the unnecessary withdrawal from Afghanistan. We went there to help the Afghan people and now we're just actually watching them suffer. I think it's outrageous. And I think Priti Patel and other members of the government should take no pride in what is happening there. With 24 million people now in need of humanitarian aid, former UN Deputy Envoy Michael Keating made a plea to the West to work with the Taliban. The important thing is to recognise that whether we like it or not, the Taliban are a reality and to continue to try and find ways to engage with them to make sure that the population doesn't yet once again suffer terribly. Still to come on the Standout 7, we're all heading back to the moon and tributes to pop star Darius. Right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
She voted to impeach Donald Trump and she's co-chair of the January the 6th committee. But Congresswoman Liz Cheney will be looking for a new job in November. The outspoken Republican was defeated in a primary for her seat in Wyoming in favour of Harriet Hageman, who has the backing of Mr Trump. Liz says she'll do whatever it takes to make sure Donald Trump never becomes US president again. In a speech on Wednesday, she insisted that standing up to the former president was more important than her own political career. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. That was a path I could not and would not take. NASA's moved a step closer to getting human boots back on the moon by 2025 as the space agency prepares to launch a massive rocket to fly around it on August the 29th. The uncrewed test flight's part of the Artemis project and it'll be the first capsule that can carry humans to be sent to the moon since the 1972 Apollo mission. The idea is to check everything's functioning properly before actual astronauts jump in. It's all blasting off a little earlier than planned, but Chief Astronaut Reed Wiseman admits reaching the moon isn't the end game. Our sights are set clearly on Mars, and everything that you're thinking about today, everything that we're going to do on Artemis 1, Artemis 1 leads to Artemis 2, which leads to Artemis 3 when we hope to have humans on the surface of the moon. But Artemis 3 is leading to the rest of the Artemis program. Uh, The first woman, the first person of color on the surface of the moon. Former pop idol contestant and musical theatre star Darius Dinesh Campbell has died suddenly aged 41. The Scottish singer had a successful stage career after he found fame in the first series of the reality show in 2001, which was won by Will Young. But no one will ever forget Darius's Britney performance. Give me a went on to have a really successful career, including a number one with this smash hit Colourblind back in 2002. Rest in peace, Darius. Seven, the best of the week from the Smart Seven. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday Seven. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dogs.